Welcome back to Pops and Pop Culture, a Riverdale Rewatch podcast. I'm Maya. And I'm Luke, and we're here to discuss all things pop culture and dissect the wildest show on TV. And we're back with Chapter 10, The Lost Weekend, another Riverdale episode. We have just really not been um, keeping up with the pop culture side of this podcast. But But we promise that this weekend we will have an episode out. I know we say that every week, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, this weekend, yeah, I it's still actually going to happen. I still have five more episodes to left, or to watch left of the yeah. show that I've been We decided that weeks. Space Force wasn't worth binging. Or watching. but, but <laughs> Or watching. <laughs> <laughs> but we're still doing episode on it. Um, yeah. But that's... The, what, what day do we... Oh, Sunday. So that's not right now. But right now we're talking about... Um, chapter 10, The Lost Weekend, another episode of Riverdale. Um, should we we only just... have three left in the season. I know, crazy. We'll be done mm, by the end of June. Yes, season one. but we have many, many more episodes. Oh, yeah, I think they're on like 70 right now, so we have a lot left. Um, but I'll just do all the boring stuff first. Um, so we have this episode got an 82% on Rotten Tomatoes, so a little bit lower than like, some of the last ones. Um, nine fresh, two rotten, um, in terms of, like, actual reviews, um, and an average score of 7.5 out of 10. So, not as good as some of the other ones. Um, when it originally aired, it had, um, 0.87 million viewers, which I think is, like, the lowest, um, of any of these episodes. And the directors and writers are all new. The director was Don Wilkinson. And the writers were Britta London and Brian E. Patterson. So, for anyone who knows who those people are, that's your I almost thought it was Roberto again. Unless it, it Wikipedia felt like an early is, episode. Oh. Well, unless Wikipedia is lying to me, that's the, <laughs> that's the deal. But, yeah. Um, um, would you like to tell us about the movie that matches the title. Yes, I would. So it's called The Lost Weekend. Uh, So writer Don Burnham is on the wagon. Sober for only a few days, Don is supposed to be spending the weekend with his brother, Wick. But eager for a drink, Don convinces his girlfriend to take Wick to a show. Don, meanwhile, heads to his local bar and misses the train out of town. After recounting to the bartender how he developed a drinking problem, Don goes on a long weekend oh no, on a weekend long bender that just might prove to be his last. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I mean okay, this is one <laughs> of the ones where I feel like the title actually sort of matches the episode, but the description doesn't really match the episode that much. I mean it's just like drinking. That's like the only thing. I guess that Archie well, did Archie tell... Archie told um, Jughead that Betty... That he should take Betty to the movie. Oh. Instead of him. But Archie and Betty aren't dating, so I guess Archie is just the one with the drinking problem. But, like, I don't think episode. he has a drinking problem. No, I think he doesn't he drank, have a drinking like, this problem, one time. I think the he's show, like, the wants equivalent us to of the 
the one with the drinking problem. I guess, yeah. I feel like none of them have drinking problems. Like, this is, I feel like, the Except first time FP. that... Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, he has, like, an actual drinking problem. But this is, like, the first episode yeah. where I feel like alcohol is, like, a big component of it. Like, teen drinking really is in it at yeah, all. This one felt a lot more like a teen... Well, they all feel like te- a teen drama. But this one had, like, a lot show, more it, elements of yes. typical teen drama. That's like, what I was trying to... Like, the drinking and the partying <laughs> and, like, all of that. All the drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, playing, like, truth or dare, but not actually... Secrets we'll get, and sinners, yes. We'll, get, we'll get to that later. But yes, this like did feel a lot more in that like realm. What were your thoughts overall for the episode? Um, I enjoyed the episode. I think there are some like peak Riverdale moments, but yeah, definitely. Over, overall, it wasn't my favorite. I thought a lot of the characters... Well, there was like a few iconic lines in there, and then there's definitely some really great moments for some of the characters as well, but... I was like, I was like, take it or leave it. I'm, it was not like my favorite episode ever. Yeah, I feel like in terms of entertainment, it was pretty high up there. But quality wise, mm-hmm. I definitely see why it's rated lower than some other episodes. Yeah. Um, should we just get into it though? Yes. So it starts off as usual with Jughead's narration. And he's talking about something about chaos that is, I didn't totally this catch. metaphor. So he like tr- I feel like this metaphor was trying to like extend throughout the entire it did not like, make episode. It did not work though. Like he was like control chaos like you can't and, like, have control. Some people and the people who think they're in control are actually not. Like everything is chaos. I and then that confused. was sort of like the theme for the whole episode, but it just like did not work for me. Like I felt yes. like that was sort of a weak element of this episode. And also, like, but I don't think it, yeah. it was all important in understanding the episode. Yeah, but it wasn't during, like actually important, but it was just like sort of they tried something and it didn't work. But during this narration, um, there's they intercut scenes from a party, like a crazy party, yeah. with scenes from the different sports practices, which again, a little bit of foreshadowing, but didn't make a lot of sense to me yeah it was well i mean i think that's sort of the point that you don't really know what's going on here and that it sort of makes sense later but like the whole metaphor kind of never makes sense even at the end (laughs) um but then we see fred he walks into jughead and archie's room um and he tells them that he's leaving this weekend to go to chicago um, and he wants to talk to Archie. He tells Archie that he's going to Chicago to, like, file, finalize the divorce between him and Archie's mom. Um, and Archie want, thinks that this is because of everything that was happening with Hermione, but he says, like, it was going to happen anyway, um, and it doesn't really have to do with Hermione. Um, and Archie's clearly very upset by this. He's like, why make it so final? Like, you guys should just, like, keep trying to make it work. Um, he, like, still thinks there's hope for their relationship, but Fred is pretty adamant that it's over and they just need to, like, finalize the divorce, but, like, there's no hope in saving this relationship. So Archie's sad about this. Just... Poor Archie. But, like, I just, um, like, I'm not that convinced by, like, his acting. I feel like I can, like, oh, so sad for him, but I don't really care. <laughs> um, but we also find out that Archie's mom 
moved out two years ago, so this is yeah. not a new thing. So Archie seems pretty used to it. He's just holding on to a little bit of. I hope feel like he's they, yeah. They'll get back together, but it's really like he seems like a little bit upset about it, but at the same time, there's so much bigger. There's yeah. so many things that are like more way pressing. bigger going on. So. I know, and it yeah. I just like am not that convinced by his like sadness. Like that like didn't really pull me emotionally at all. But nope. maybe that's a testament to KJ Apa's acting more <laughs> than like the writing. But then Hermione and Veronica are meeting with Hiram's lawyer to prepare them for his hearing, and they want Veronica to speak to Hiram's character to humanize him a little bit but she says that she will not be giving a statement or at least not one that uh, that they want to hear yeah so if you remember from last episode when she decided she was going going to tell the truth about her father um so yeah yeah um and then we see Veronica sort of well Veronica Archie Betty are all in the break room together and Archie is telling Veronica that he heard Clifford Blossom which this happened in the last episode say that he's responsible for his dad's arrest which like sort of adds to this um the her like confusion that she feels and she's very like confused by this and taken aback um and then after this we see Archie walking just with Betty at the school and Archie's telling Betty that it's Jughead's birthday like the next day um, and Betty is very surprised that Jughead didn't tell her um, and Archie says that on his birthday usually they go see a double feature and since Betty is his girlfriend now he thinks that it's would be better if Betty took him to see the double feature rather than Archie um and Betty still wants Archie to come which I guess like they're completely over like all of their feelings for each other at this point like I feel like that's sort of I mean it's unclear but like they seem very comfortable around each other and like Betty is like oh Archie do you want to come come with us but he says he doesn't want to be a third wheel and then Betty says something about well, they're talking about, like, the good old days when it was, like, just them three and how they were the three musketeers. And then Betty says something about, like, no, they, there were actually four musketeers or something. Which I, I was, like, really that. confused by that. And yeah. I don't even... I was, like... I was thinking it was foreshadowing, but now thinking back to it, I'm, like, I don't know what that was. And clearly Archie had no idea what she was talking about either because I feel like he was just, like oh okay and then just like sort of walked away <laughs> like it didn't really Are they make talking any about sense Veron- no they could have been talking about Veronica well so then maybe I was thinking could they're they? talking about FP so that's why she invited FP but like that wouldn't make sense for FP to be the fourth musketeer and not Fred oh Fred is gone but like but like back in the good old days when they had the yeah re- and I also um, feel like FP wasn't a very no. big part of their life back then. Like, I feel like he sort of was equally as absent as he is now. So, <laughs> that just, like, doesn't make sense. I don't know what yeah. happened there. One thing about the break room scene, I've noticed that in every single break room scene, there's, like, the pinball noise in the background. I was noticing that, too. But it's, like, the... So, 
I don't know. It's like the ringtone. Yeah, it's the ringtone. Like, I used to have my text tone. Like, on my iPod Touch, my text tone was set to that, and it was really annoying. Yeah. I don't know why they... Like, is someone just constantly getting a call in the break room or something? Or is it the sound of... Like, do they have, like, a pinball machine? Is that what pinball sounds like? Maybe. But, like, it it wouldn't sound exactly like the ringtone. Maybe they're just, like, too lazy to, like, actually get real (laughs) pinball sounds, so they just, like, took the sound that was already, like, on their computer. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Um... So Betty then decides to call FP and invite him to go to the movies with her and Jughead. And FP tells her how Jughead doesn't like to make a big deal out of his birthday. He's never had a party. And the best gift that he could give to Jughead would be to stay away. Yeah, which is kind of sad. And Betty is, like, very shocked by that. She's not taking no for an answer um but then we see them eating lunch in the cafeteria this time which i don't think we've seen the cafeteria yet yeah they usually i feel like they've only outside. been eating which maybe it makes sense because we because they're like two months into school i think like i think jack had they're only that two point. months into school wasn't it just snowing uh oh it was yeah. just snowing last episode yeah, something about the timeline doesn't make sense. Because at one point, Jughead is like, oh, I've only known these people for two months. Like, saying, like, Veronica. Which means hmm. that like, the school year's only two months in. Maybe he was just, like, estimating. But anyway, I guess it makes sense that they're eating inside, because it's probably cold outside now. Although, are they wearing coats? I don't know. They weren't wearing coats in the party scene, I don't think. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But anyway... That is not the point of this. Um, <laughs> so right at the beginning, we get, like, a quick look. Archie, like, has a quick look at Val, which I was, like, surprised that that's still happening. I was like, I thought we moved on from this relationship, but I guess Clearly it's, not. Well, clearly Archie hasn't. I think everyone else has. Yeah, like, everyone's watching, everyone in the show, except for Archie's, who's still invested. But anyway, Betty is talking to Jug or talking about how Jughead has never had a party before, and... She's, like, very upset about this and, like, really wants to throw him a party. Um, And Archie is like, no, this is a bad idea. Like, he doesn't want one. But The one time that Archie actually gives good advice. I know. He doesn't even follow it. (laughs) I know. But um, Veronica and Kevin are, like, all over this idea that he should have a party. Um, They're, like, both, like, very into it. I feel like there's, But inner circle only. Yeah, I know. But there's, like, a good, like, Veronica and Kevin moment um, when they're, like, getting excited for this party. Um, But, yes, Inner Circle only is invited, which... The quaint gathering. Yeah. That's, like, Veronica. She's like, I have an idea. Let's do a quaint gathering. (laughs) Good one. Good one. Um, But then, right as they're talking about it, Kevin tells everyone not to turn around, which everyone does turn around, um, because in walks Chuck... um, who I guess he was suspended for the, the last very few episodes. Of this season. Yeah, so he has kind of been out of the picture, um, and this is like a very dramatic scene. There's like very intense music. Um, Betty like looks at Chuck and then is like having flashbacks to her dark Betty uh, situation moment. that was yeah moment that was going on, um, and then 
um, Archie's like, why is he here? And Veronica has to explain to him that he was only suspended and not expelled. Which, like, I feel like that's just, like, not... Like, it's not that surprising that he would walk in there. Like, he goes to school there. I mean, it's pretty surprising. We haven't thought about him for a while. Suddenly, he's just back. I guess. Um, And so, Betty gets up and... Well, so he sits down, I guess, with Ethel. So, Betty gets up and, like, tells Chuck that he needs to, like, get away from Ethel and, like, um, and he tells Betty that he's only there to apologize and he says, you don't have to go dark Betty on me, which, like, very, very much angers Betty. Um, we see her, like, clenching her fists and, like, Chuck is totally, like, gaslighting her here. Um, so she asks Ethel if she needs help, but she, but Ethel's like, it's fine. So she goes back to her table and we, like, see the, um, like, marks on Betty's hands from where her, like, nails have dug into her skin. Um, but then they pivot back to talking about the party, because I guess this is, like, where the metaphor, like, comes back in. She's like, if I can control anything, it's like, I want to throw Jughead a really good birthday party. Oh. Like, Chuck is beyond my control, mm. but I can control this party. So that's, like, her way of coping with it. Which will, like, come back to haunt her later on in this episode. hmm And because Betty just does not quit and she wants yeah, to make this party yeah. extra special, <laughs> um, <laughs> she shows up at Andrew's construction to invite FP. Um, and FP almost seems, like, impressed by her dedication. Like, it's like, she only came twice. Like, it's not that impressive. But, yeah. Well, I feel like usually if you called up his dad and he made it so clear that he didn't think it was a good idea for him to get involved with his birthday at all, you'd think that you'd be like, okay, so there's definitely some family stuff going on here that I just should not butt my head into. Yeah. Well, it seems like this like rubs off more as Betty just sort of being like oblivious and not being like really dedicated. That's like how it reads to me yeah well anyways i don't think fp so betty tells fp that she's having like a nice little surprise party and that he should come yeah and we don't see his response but it seems like he will be showing up from like the look that he gives um so then we see alice um walking into school just like all the adults like love to do um, and she says that she just found out from the principal, I guess, Principal Weatherby, that she can be, like, a professional advisor for the Blue and Gold, which I guess is what, like, Betty and Jughead's idea was for her. Yeah. Is she getting any year. money from this? Like, how I would she, assume she must be, because they have a really big budget, How is she raising remember. her daughter? What do you mean, raising her daughter? Or paying for, paying to raise her daughter or buying their food oh and everything else that's true maybe they have like (laughs) a lot of money and savings or something i don't know um but she wants to know what betty like what their projects are what they're working on and what betty is currently working on is a list of supplies for jughead's birthday party so they sort of have a talk um alice is like so you're really falling for him and she's like yeah and Betty sort of out of the blue just like asks 
if when she was dating Hal, if they just shared everything with each other, which is sort of like like information, which is sort of like a random question to ask. But um, Alice says that she did share everything with Hal, but she regrets it because he ended up using it against her later and that she sort of has some dark secrets that no one really knows about. And Betty is a little bit confused by this. Um, and I guess we sort of find this out later at the end of the episode about her, like, past with the serpents. Oh! Oh my god. Which, like, I did not sense. make that connection. But, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess that's, I was, like, sort of I was trying in. to figure out, because they hint at this, like, some dark secret, and in the last episode, when Hal is like, I know what you're capable of. Oh, and I was, that makes sense, too. And I was, like, trying to... I connected those two things, and I was like, I really don't remember what the secret is, but they literally tell us in this episode. Yeah. Or at least part of the secret they... Yeah, so it seems like she has a past with the serpents, or at least, like, in the south side. We don't really know exactly what the details are of that, but there's... We'll get there. Yeah, that will come later. Um... So now we see Archie and Jughead talking and Archie tells Jughead that he's going with Betty to the movies instead of him and he's like you told her like you're such a bad friend whatever and he calls it a primal betrayal. Just <laughs> a little over dramatic but <laughs> um but then he sort of explains why he hates his birthday so much because when he was younger and he was having a lot of family issues his birthday was a day that they would just celebrate and pretend that nothing was wrong and he always felt really lonely so which i don't know if that really like makes i guess that sort of doesn't make a lot of sense i think how jughead explains it later makes more sense but yeah it just like doesn't yeah i was like Okay, if you say so. Um, so then we see Hermione and Veronica at the lodge house. Um, Veronica is sitting at like the table and she has like all these files open and she tells Hermione about like what she just heard from Archie about like the Blossom's potential involvement in Hiram's arrest. And so she took that information and decided to look through all of their, like, tax returns or uh, payment files. A little bit unclear what she's looking for, looking through, but she finds um, these payments from the Blossoms to the Lodges for, like, the past 75 years, and so she thinks that Clifford maybe implicated Hiram in in something, in, like, tax, or in, like, embezzlement or whatever crime he's like being committed um just so that he wouldn't have to continue paying these like monthly payments um but Hermione is like decides she thinks that they should let this go because um any involvement with the Blossoms makes them look suspicious for Jason's murder um and Hermione doesn't want the Blossoms to be involved especially not Cheryl um, so you know that Veronica will involve Cheryl somehow. Um, but they, but Veronica asks her mom, like, was Hiram involved in Jason's murder? And Hermione sort of just brushes it off, but 
clearly Veronica is a little bit concerned about that. Yeah. Well, she says, don't start raising questions that we don't want anyone to ask. So clearly her yeah. mind, he has thought that Hiram could be considered a suspect and she wants to brush everything under the rug. Yeah. She doesn't um, even want to like start that conversation. Yeah. Um, but one thing I noticed is they were talking about how the Blossoms had been playing Lodge Industries for 75 years. And I feel like that's just... I won't say much about this, but I feel like that's not consistent at all with what we learn about Lodge Industries later. I'm trying to think. I can't think but of what you're talking we, about, but... We can address that when we get there. Yeah. Um, but now we go to Vixen's practice... Always so they're doing their little routine, and then Veronica walks in late, so then yeah. Cheryl makes some comments and says that you'll be in the back where no one will see you, because <laughs> um, you don't know the routine, and Veronica is clearly not in a good mood, and she's not just upset about, she's just not, she's not just mad at Cheryl about whatever's going on with the Vixens. Clearly, there's yeah. something else there. Um, so she says, like, why do you get to be in charge of the Vixens just because you're a Blossom? This should be a democracy. <laughs> let, let the Vixens decide. So then they do this little dance-off thing. It's, like, just um, kind of, like, unspoken. They're, like... We're going to have yeah, a dance-off to, like, figure this out. Yeah, they literally... It seems like both of them just knew that that's what they were going to do. Like, that's just um, how democracies work on the Vixens. Yeah. It's, like, all based on dance-offs. <laughs> and honestly, like, they're kind of both not yeah, that good. It's, like, kind of embarrassing for both of them because I feel like neither of them are good. It's and like they they try, but it's just, like... But it also doesn't even look like they're trying that hard. It, like, it looks like they're, they're kind of, like, just, like, dead face, like, not... Like, it's just, like... Yeah. It's, like, such a know. weird scene. And then at one point, they're, like, doing scene. it, like, a synchronized dance. And I'm like, did they learn this dance already? Yeah, are they just making this up on the spot? If they're just making it up on the spot, I'm kind of impressed. But... I feel like um, it's, like, sort of, like, a high school musical moment. Like, they're just sort of, like, we're supposed to yeah. accept that, like, they, like, learn. They just, like, know these dances from, like, just, like, yeah. from and nowhere. And Betty was really enjoying it. I yeah. haven't seen Betty look this happy in a while. <laughs> but Veronica, I will say Veronica was the better dancer. So when they put it to a vote, and I guess they didn't actually vote, they just cheered but no one cheered for Cheryl, and everyone oh. cheered, or at least mostly everyone cheered I for, feel bad for um, Cheryl. Which, yeah, I feel like Veronica has so much. I know, and this is like her like this is like Cheryl's like one thing that she like. This loves. is Cheryl's even thing. though this she is, where she is can like channel so all of her energy. Yeah, she needs like an outlet. To, yeah, like, and get it's her not fair out. to all these poor vixens who have to deal with her. But like, but like. Yeah, I feel doesn't like really, it not... doesn't really matter because they're not really part of the show. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's just sad for Cheryl. And I feel like she's gone through a lot recently. Um, yeah. Especially with, like, the whole Archie situation last episode. And for, I feel like Veronica is so busy and she's so much to worry about right now. Yeah, sure. Dad is literally. So she doesn't need to take on the vixens right now. But. Like, as, like, a coach. 
Anyways, then Cheryl fires her minions. Yeah. Um, because like I guess really they didn't clip. clap for Veronica, but they also didn't clap for Cheryl. There's a really great quote. Yeah, when she says fired. that they have the combined vocabulary of a baked potato. Yeah. <laughs> I'll read the whole <laughs> Which, quote. She's like, okay. you, catacol- you catatonic bimbos didn't even vote, so you're, sh- you're sh- uh, you stuttering staff heads are too dim to exercise your rights, and you've got a combined vocabulary of a baked potato. Oh my gosh. I honestly feel like that's one of like the best Cheryl quotes so far. It is, but it also makes no sense, and I have no idea. Like half like, of those words, I don't. Headed, headed. Person? I don't know what is a staff head is, and I don't know what a catatonic. I don't know what that means. So it must be like a blossom insult, the sap thing. Oh, maybe. Interesting. And she also, she fires them as her social handmaidens. Like, that's what their position was that she, they got I fired mean, from. <laughs> Which, I mean, accurate. is accurate, but, like, <laughs> a little rude. Yeah. So, you know. n- now Cheryl also, has nobody. Cheryl and Veronica's relationship makes no sense to me. I never know whether they're friends or they hate each other. Because they've had really nice moments together. Yeah, weren't they, like, just, like, she She literally comforted her, and she was like, you're the one person that's good in Riverdale, like... No, that was Archie, wasn't it? No, but, like, um, after the pep rally. I mean, that no. was a long time ago. I know, I feel like everything is forgotten very quickly. <laughs> yeah. But it's, like, it's only been two months, so it's not like I it was feel like that that's the ago. one thing that's, like, consistent throughout this entire show is just... Cheryl's relationships with everybody else are always a mess and well like they they mend themselves for like one episode but then they're back to because it's more interesting to see Cheryl like hating everyone than being friends with everyone I feel like so it's like anytime that they make up with someone it's always like back to back to normal the next episode (laughs) sort of like The Bachelor except like in reverse (laughs) yeah it actually is a lot like The Bachelor um, but anyway, we see um, Archie setting up the birthday party for Jughead. Um, he's having it at his house because his dad is out of town. And his dad calls him, and they have a brief conversation. Um, and he's saying, I know they don't talk about that much, but basically, um, his dad says that they, his, like, the parents didn't meet for, like, some sort of meal and they're just gonna meet with just the lawyers because they think that's smarter or something and Archie's like upset by this he's like you guys can't even meet without lawyers present um so Archie's so upset that he goes to his parents like liquor cabinet and decides to start drinking I guess so it's hitting him hard apparently (laughs) um so then Cheryl walks into Pops. This is, like, I feel like the best part <laughs> of the whole episode. And we see Dilton Doily, who hasn't made an appearance for quite a few episodes. But he'll, um, he'll be in this one. Mm-hmm. So he reads... He's reading some military book. Yeah. Um. But then Chuck is also there. Well, we don't see his face at first. We just see Cheryl talking to somebody. And she's asking him to team up with her to take down Betty and Veronica. They'll crash the party, which Cheryl yeah. somehow knows about. 
Um, they want to team up for a little destruction. Yes. Which is Cheryl's specialty. Cheryl Bombshell's specialty. <laughs> um, I was so confused. How did she even find out about this party, though? That, like, didn't make sense to well, me. Well, I feel like they're I mean, always talking about these things really loudly in front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. So, it's not surprising. But she's even lost her Cheryl minions. Cheryl has her ways. She's lost her minions, though, so it's like, how can yeah, she... Yeah, it's true. But, anyway, she she figured it out somehow. Um, anyway, so we see Veronica then meeting with um, the lawyer that... And she's telling the lawyer that she's, like, discovered all these files. And the lawyer um, says kind of what Hermione was saying, that her that it might make Hiram seem like a murder suspect. And the lawyer then hands Hermione a letter that his that her dad wrote her from jail, I guess, saying basically that if she doesn't testify, Hermione could be implicated as well. So it's basically And it suggests like, that she's also guilty. For something. We don't know what. But it's basically like a threat saying or he like very plainly threatens her saying, like, be very careful what you do like the, your future Hermione's and future, your future yeah. are all on the line with this testimony and so this like shakes um, shakes Veronica up a lot yeah she seems very scared yeah um, but then we see Betty and Jughead in the movie theater and Betty is wearing a sweater with a crown on it, so I guess that's... I know, that was kind of cute. That's for Jughead's birthday? Yeah. I didn't even notice this until later. But it was <laughs> sweet. Um, but then Betty... Or no, then Jughead asks her about the thing with Chuck, because he wasn't there at lunch, and she says it's no big deal, and he asks her, like, what happened with Chuck, and she says, oh, like, Veronica wants to keep it under wraps. Um, but this is like, I I mean, it seems like she's taking the advice that her mom gave her earlier in the episode of like not telling all of her secrets or something. Oh, I did not make that connection. I was just thinking like this story does not make her look so great. Well, yeah. I mean, not a part of her that she, she definitely wants to share. I mean, yeah, I don't know if I think that's like the tie in with what her mom said, but it's like. I, I feel like that foreshadowing doesn't really, like, work very well. Because it's not, like... I, I think she wouldn't have told him anyways. I know she confides in him a lot, but I'm not sure she would have told her, him that. Yeah. It doesn't seem like she was very eager to tell him all that stuff. So. And I don't blame her. Oh, yeah. It does not paint her in a very good light. Um, So then we see this... Well, so this is, like, the whole birthday party is kind of all one big thing. But... The first we see this like pre-birthday party where they're setting up the surprise party for Jughead, and for some reason I have no idea why Ethel is there. Like that makes no sense. Ethel is considered inner circle. Like, well, Veronica and Ethel are like BFFs. Did you not watch the last? But it's not Jughead's inner circle. And also, okay, but is anything about this party what Jughead wants? Hmm. But I don't like has Archie even ever talked to Ethel in his life? Probably not, but Pro- it's not Archie's not. party. 
But it's Jughead's party. Jughead's only talked to her in, like, an interviewing for the newspaper context. Literally, that's the only interaction yeah. they've had. Well, anyway, also Joaquin is there, who is And Kevin's Archie's, boyfriend. like, already drunk. He's, like, putting his arms around I know. Um, Joaquin and Kevin. Which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. But uh, then Veronica walks in. They think it's Jughead, so they say surprise, but it's not. And she's clearly, like, very distressed and frustrated. And mm-hmm. she asks, like, why Ke- Joaquin is there. Because inner circle only. But Kevin's boyfriend apparently makes him inner circle. So I guess inner circle means anyone connected to Yeah, there's circle. not very clear um, guidelines about what it means to be inner circle. And it kind of... I really don't even understand why Ethel needed to be there in the first place. Because it's not like she does anything important until... There's, like, a quick scene with her after the giant party happens, so... That it didn't need to be her in that scene, either. But even if... But, like, it wouldn't have been irrational for her to have shown up with, like, everyone. Well, she's not very popular, though. Maybe Chuck wouldn't have invited her. Yeah, maybe. But that didn't even have to be Ethel. So it doesn't even make sense, like, why she's there in the first place. But anyway... um, Veronica is like just came from the meeting with her with the lawyer and so she's very frustrated she's telling Kevin about like some of the details about how her dad is like making this like sort of threat to her and Joaquin who we know is sort of dating Kevin just to be close to the sheriff's son sort he of also dating likes Kevin, Kevin. Kevin. I, I believe that he likes Kevin no yeah I think the romance is there too but um, Joaquin is listening in so He's getting some inside information. And then Veronica uh, takes after Archie and opens the liquor cabinet, too. So I guess they've had some, like, hard days, and they need <laughs> to blow off some steam. But then Jughead walks in with Betty, and they surprise him, and he just, like, seems so unhappy about <laughs> the surprise. He doesn't even, like, I try and so conceal bad. it. I know. He does feel so bad. And then he hugs Archie. He noticed that Archie smells a lot like alcohol. But Archie says he's not drunk, even though he's been, like, drinking all day. Um, and then, then, so then Betty, I guess, goes back to the kitchen and gets the cake. And there is this, like, weird, oh, weird, so weird bad. scene so where bad. Betty is singing oh, yeah. Happy Birthday. And it's, like, No haunting. one else is singing. No one else is singing. Normally, when someone comes out with the cake, everybody <laughs> sings. <laughs> yeah. And then, also, she, it's, like... I don't think it's her singing. I think it's, like, been voice dubbed because... So creepy. It's, like, this, like, creepy, like... She's, like, in a trance or something. I, like, don't know what the point of that was, what is going on. But she, like, comes out, and then, um, like, kind of while she's singing, Veronica and Archie, like, walk out of the room. And then Jughead blows out the candles... Or at first he's like, wow, that was very haunting, Betty, or something. So at so, least like, they realized it was creepy. <laughs> I know, they weren't, like, playing it off like it was like, oh, so beautiful. Like, no, they realized <laughs> it was creepy. But no one, like, comments on that. Like, I would be so creeped out if that happened. Anyway. But I would also start singing, because that's what you're supposed yeah, to do. I know. Well, maybe they, like, arranged that for this. Also, I feel like everyone there should have seen that Jughead was clearly so uncomfortable. Yeah, because I feel like if, it's a, if you're at a surprise birthday party, you're definitely looking at the person who the party is for, for and like 
trying Seeing, to like, what their analyze their is. reaction. Yeah. So, so and no he's one like not no even being notices. subtle about it either. Like he's like very yeah. clearly like I don't want to be here. Um. So anyway, um, Kevin makes this like one comment like, "Oh my god, you blew it out in one blow!" Like he's very wow. impressed that Archie blew out, or Jack yeah. blew out all the candles. Um. So then we see Archie. And he finds Veronica crying in, I think, the kitchen. And he offers her a drink. And Veronica says, isn't it the New York sophisticate that is supposed to corrupt the sweet small town boy? Um, So Veronica thinks, like, she's the one that should be giving Archie the alcohol. Um, And they sort of start to bond over their own parent issues. They're both sort of having parental, um, I don't know, issues in their life both are they're on very different scales like veronica's is literally like (laughs) her dad is being like uh it's like on trial and archie's parents are just going through a divorce um but then everyone else walks into the kitchen and finds them and they sort of just like brush it off um then jughead makes some comment about like how he's not really in a party mood and betty and him sort of begin to get in a fight over this and um, we get the quote from Jughead, I'm not normal. I'm not wired to be normal. So he's, like, very quirky, um, Yeah, that boy. comes up a lot in this episode. He also says, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Yeah, I think that's a quote from something. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking that up right now. Because in what I was watching with closed captions, and it was, like, in quotation marks. It's a problem. Yeah. So... Very um, intellectual conversation. Um, um, but then the real party shows up. Yes, Cheryl and Chuck with like half of the school, <laughs> just random people that we don't know. Um, mm-hmm. And kegs. They show up with a bunch of kegs and they're like, Archie, where should we put the kegs in Archie? It's like, screw it. Put them in wherever. And... <laughs> Archie's getting really excited. I know. He's like, this is the party I was hoping for. And then we see everyone dancing. um, And Archie's just having a great time. I know. No care in the world. um, I have to say, drunk Archie is a lot more fun than sober Archie. Yeah. Also, one comment, like... Cheryl and Chuck have, like, so much influence in this school. If they were able to get, like, literally half the school to show up to this party, like, how did well, they manage that? I guess they're, I like, mean, They're just, combined. like, party, and a lot of people want to go to the party. I guess so. But also, like, they all showed up exactly at the same at time. At the same time. All waiting well, outside this house I don't think you can to think go too in. much into it. Yeah, it doesn't make like, sense. Chuck but. and Cheryl are very powerful. Well, I mean, you'd think Cheryl would have lost some of her power, but I guess with Chuck, she's... She's still a blossom. Yeah, she is. Um, but then we see Jughead sitting in the garage with Vegas. So cute. Aww. Um, But he's kind of sad. And then Archie walks in. He's like, <laughs> Valerie just got here. Like, do you think she wants me back? <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> that was a good moment. Um... And I don't think Jughead even said anything in response yeah, he, to that. But he was just like, why did you do this? Like, th- yeah. I don't like this, whatever. And 
Archie tells him, like, you're her boyfriend now. Like, you just have to deal with it. If she wants to throw you this party, she's going to throw you this party. Yeah, which um, is a shocker for Jughead. I guess he's then, never been in love before. <laughs> <laughs> and then FP walks in carrying a present. Hmm. Um, so Jughead asks, Perfect like, timing. did Betty call you? And FP was like, yeah, like, she's very persistent, that girl. <laughs> so really FP, that. FP is a big fan of Betty. I like that I FP know. likes Betty a lot. Because um, I think he thinks he's good for Jughead. Yeah, to, he's like, a good influence. A and he wants to less see... Less of a loner. <laughs> yeah, he wants to ju- see Jughead happy. Um, but it's so... It's so weird that FP walks into this party. Yeah, and Archie's um, like, there's no other adults here, just FYI. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I suspected that. <laughs> um, but then we see Kevin and Joaquin. They're like, kissing talking about if they've ever been to Sweetwater, the little hookup weren't they spot. Weren't there before? Weren't they there together? Or was that a different guy? I, I think that, I oh, think that was, that was a different person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then FP walks over and FP and Joaquin go off and as they're walking Veronica sees FP and I guess she had never met him before but she remembers him from the time when he was talking to Hermione so he, she's like what's that serpent doing here and then someone's like that's Jughead's dad um and then we see Betty and Chuck and Chuck is like wiping his face with his shirt yeah, so you get to see his abs um very subtle and <laughs> Um, so Betty approaches Chuck and she asks him to leave nicely, or that's what she says that she's doing. Um, and then he starts talking about how she ruined his chances to play football at, in college. And Betty's like, well, you were sexually harassing all these girls. Like, I'm sorry that there are consequences. Um, and then he's like, I saw the real you, dark Betty. And then he's like, oh, I think about that when I'm going to sleep or... I don't know. Um, and then yeah. she slaps him. Oh, my God. There's so much going on all at once. And then Joaquin and FP are talking. And Joaquin tells FP all about what he heard from Veronica. Um, and so they have a little conversation. FP tells him that... He has to try to get more info from Kevin, and FP, then we FP see like Alice. An, well, FP like makes the note that like the kids are way more on the ball than the sheriff, which is like so <laughs> true and like, kind of upsetting in terms of the sheriff. <laughs> um, and then Alice is spying through the window. She yeah, has her little binoculars on. I'm surprised she and didn't call the police. I know. That's what I was thinking. That's so out of character for Alice. I don't think she would even call the police. She would go in there herself and bust yeah. it up. Especially and maybe they're just Betty trying to show there. us her character development. Like, now she doesn't do those things anymore, but... Especially if Betty's in there they, with, yeah. like... Yeah, you would think that... Because she's right next door, so clearly she knows exactly what's going on in there. And she knows that Betty's there. Yeah, because she knows that she was throwing a party for him earlier, yeah. and then it turned into this huge party. So, like, you know that 
Yeah, I, I just I think that was just not a convenient story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Jughead and Betty talking, and they're having a little bit of an argument. And Jughead's like, "You know, my dad has a drinking problem. Why would you invite him here?" And Betty says, "Like, it wasn't supposed to be like this. It was just supposed to be a small gathering, inner circle." And Jughead says, you and Archie are my friends, not anyone else, not Veronica, not Kevin. This is sad. So I guess we, we now we hear his true feelings about Toward Veronica. The, oh, yeah. The the mystery is over. They do have a nice moment, No, but the, they bond early. They bond later. They do have a nice Which is really moment. good. But, <laughs> yeah, it is kind of sad that he doesn't even think Kevin is a good friend. He's not even inner circle. Not even Kevin. But, like, if Veronica, or if Betty, Jughead, and Archie had a party and they didn't invite Veronica, she would be so mad. So, like, that's, like, kind of not an option. Or she could have just not thrown him a party because he didn't want a party. But Yeah, they could have just all hung out at Pops. Like, Veronica's with them when they hang out at Pops, so it's like, I don't understand. Yeah. Why he's pretending but that none of them are their friends. But anyway. Jughead just keeps talking about how, how he's so weird, he doesn't fit in, whatever. We get the quote, um, <laughs> I'm weird, I'm a weirdo, I don't fit in, and I don't want to fit in, which is a quote that's on TikTok all the time. Really? Like it's like a really iconic line. Oh. I see it on TikTok all the time. I did not know that. Um, anyways, then he starts accusing Betty of not knowing him or caring about what he wants which i do think yeah it does go a little bit far but i think that's a fair point like if you know that someone would not like a surprise party like why why would you throw one like you should know them well enough to know that they no i totally feel like and i feel like this is sort of i'm like annoyed with how the episode ends because i feel like what he was saying was mostly correct and like he was mostly right but then at the end of the episode, they sort of paint it as he, like, comes around and he sort of realizes that he was wrong. But, like, I feel like he was right, actually. Like, I feel like it's his birthday. Like, he should get to decide how he celebrates it. And, like, obviously he doesn't want a surprise party. And clearly this was just a way for Betty to, like, be able to control a situation. I mean, she, like, literally Yeah, it wasn't about that. him. It was about Betty. Yeah. And not that Betty, he, like, what Betty did was point. terrible, but... But it's just, like... Like, he's, I feel like, way more right in the situation than Betty is. And I feel like he apologizes for, like, getting angry. Mm-hmm. But, like, I feel but, like he's justified to be annoyed. Well, he was justified for that part. I agree. But then I do think he takes it a little bit far. Yeah. You can tell that um, it's now it's not just about the party. And now it's all of his insecurities um, about, like, are coming up. But... He yeah. starts saying, you did this for you, which, yes, it's she true. probably did. <laughs> and he says, we're so different, which, honestly, they're not that different. Like, okay, they... I feel like they are really different. <laughs> they are really different, but I feel like they're not as different as he likes to make them I feel like they're be. different, like, like, like on paper, but, interests. like, yeah, well, they're both into detective They're similar personalities. Like, they're not that different. Well, I feel like um, Archie, but, or I feel like Jughead, like has all these like interests like in quotation marks but like his personality i feel like is not like like i feel like he seems like he has like a really like loner personality but he's honestly not that much of a loner. he's not that weird like he's He's not that weird weird. he like like, just like has like some weird quirks but like most of the time he's normal yeah he just like wears a weird hat that's about it and then he like pretends to be like a loner 
Um, I, they definitely lean into the Jughead loner thing a lot in this season, and I feel like that goes away more later His on. character development, you know? <laughs> really good. Sure. Um, but then he, he says that she's the perfect girl next door, um, which she doesn't like to be called that. Um, yeah. And he's the damaged loner outsider from the wrong side of the tracks. Which is um, not true. And then I he's mean, like, I'm, kind of. I'm not one of your projects. Um, like, And then he was like, oh, you're just like hanging out with me until Archie changes his mind. Which, no. I feel like she. that's like a moment where he's sort of just lashing out because he's angry. Like, And I feel no. like it's clear that that's not true. But I feel like the show is still tr- sort of trying to make the Betty Archie thing, like, like they're still feelings but, there, like, but there's we're over just it. not. We're so over that. But I did. Um, the other day, a video popped up in my YouTube feed that was like, oh, all the moments of um, Archie um, being jealous of, of Bughead, and it was just like a bunch of moments from the first season. And they were, like, trying to make it a thing, but it just, like, like, it's just not a thing. They're, like, better as friends. I can't, like, it's, like, weird to see them together. What? It's, like, weird to see them together. I feel like they're better as friends. Yeah. Um. So, that happens. And then. End their fight. Oh, then Archie approaches oh Val which great you idea know this Archie um, and he just I don't know he's like oh maybe we made a mistake and <laughs> and she was like we did not make a mistake <laughs> I broke up with you and that was not a mistake and then she yeah. like throws his drink in his face and everybody is watching like somehow everyone is paying attention like literally no one was watching them but then everyone is like gasping well they were being kind of loud so i don't know yeah. um but then archie is like he's very drunk he's getting a little bit dizzy he goes upstairs yeah. and lies down and then he makes the very smart decision to call his father Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't see the call. We just see him starting to call his dad. And then we see Jughead trying to leave. His or there's party. a scene with Ethel in the kitchen where she this tries so, to give him a piece of cake I'm, and, and then she's like, the cake. And she's like, it's bad luck if you don't eat a piece of your own cake or something. That did not need to be there. I was like, I was like is it bad luck if you don't eat your own cake? I've never heard that before. <laughs> like, but they're just then like making we, stuff up at this point. Yeah. But so then... Cheryl and Chuck block Jughead from leaving, and then we get just a classic Riverdale moment that's very similar to, I think it was the first episode, where Cheryl wants to play seven minutes and Cheryl just takes over the party. So Cheryl's like, we haven't played our game yet. So they play a game of secrets and sins, which is supposed to be like truth or dare, but it's really nothing like truth or dare. <laughs> it's like it's her just own people like of accusing <laughs> other people of doing all of it's these things. It's basically where Cheryl interrogates people in front of everyone. <laughs> yeah, so Cheryl starts and she directs her 
whatever <laughs> at Veronica. Feelings. <laughs> and she's like, your father illegally purchased the drive-in. And then... But this is like... Okay, so most of the different accusations or secrets that were exposed were grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cher- then Veronica accuses Cheryl of killing her brother because of twin cest, because they had like a thing, and then Polly was threatening that, so then Cheryl yeah. got jealous and it's killed like- Jason. Bizarre. Is, and I, that's, that's, like, like, too far. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, I get that the twin cest thing has been, like, implied by the show, <laughs> but, like, to actually say that... In, yeah. like, front of everyone. In front of everybody is pretty rough, yeah. But Kevin um, is, like, eating it up. He's, like, so into this. He's, like, this is the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> and then Dilton decides <laughs> to get involved. so bizarre. And he says that he I saw Miss Grundy's so weird. car at Sweetwater River that morning. And then after, um, he told Jughead and Betty that when they were questioning him. And then soon after, Miss Grundy left town. And then he also saw, um, Archie there. Okay, this is one of my favorite parts of the episode. And then Cheryl is like, is that why... You became a mediocre musician yeah. overnight. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a good Cheryl. So and I'm glad like that we're acknowledging that Archie doesn't actually have any talent. talent. Yeah. I feel like Cheryl needs to knock some sense into this town. <laughs> who's like obsessed with Archie's music career. Um, but they're really, they're really being mean to Archie. Yeah, then they're like, this is why you can't keep a girlfriend. Yeah, they really, like, went on and on about that. But then Betty comes to his defense. And... And she's like, like, Dilton plays with guns. (laughs) This is also such a great Cheryl line. She's like, oh, so Doyle is a psychopath. Like, everyone already knows that. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I just, like, I guess we haven't really gotten this much character development from Dilton. So I guess he's just, like really weird like he's like actually weird Jughead is just like pretends yeah. to be weird but like Dilton is Dilton's weird. the one you should be concerned about yeah honestly and Dilton is also like weird and doesn't even care like he's like this game like seems like like you're exposing people's secrets I want to join like <laughs> it's so um, bizarre but then Chuck decides it's his turn yeah and he tells everybody about um, that one night where Betty drugged him and was, like, kind of torturing yeah. him into saying what she wanted to hear, and she started calling him Jason, um, and handcuffed him and everything, um, and Chuck tells everybody about that, and Jughead is there, and then Jughead punches Chuck. And then they sort of start fighting, and then FP breaks it up. Because FP is just, like, standing here watching this whole thing go down. Like, that is so weird. Like, imagine you're, like, doing this, and then, like, a parent is just, like, standing in the background, like, watching this. Like, especially, like, like they also, they all, like, know FP. Or, like, a lot of them know FP. Yeah, but aren't so they concerned like... that they're having this party, and then there's an adult in there? Like, does that when 
Like everyone runs away or something? It's so weird. I, like, don't Uh, understand. Yes. And also, like, he's a serpent. Like, aren't you... Aren't people scared of serpents, too? Like... Uh, But uh, not everyone knows that he's a serpent. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, it's just, like... Yeah, he, he, like, pushes Chuck out, and he tells everyone to go home. And then he talks to Jughead, and he's like, you need to go back in there and talk to Betty. She needs you right now. So... The funny thing is, FP just heard everything that Chuck said about her. Yeah, but he's still, like... Which is nice good. that he's like, okay, everyone just found out about this, and she's probably not in a good place right now, so you have to go and make sure that she's okay. But also, it's, like, so... It's so weird that he heard all of that. Yeah. And, I mean, I think it's because FP, like, likes Betty, though. So it, like, makes sense. I know. So, yeah, I really... I'm really liking that the FP friendship. Betty thing. Yeah. Um... But then Alice approaches FP because she's the block captain of the neighborhood watch. Of course, <laughs> she is. Um, yeah, well, maybe that's how she's paying the bills. You know. Oh, that's not a volunteer position. Well, I guess in knows? Riverdale, Riverdale, that's like a full-time job. <laughs> There's um, a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> um, but then we find out that Alice is from the serp from the South Side, and she was. She was a serpent, I guess. He says snakes don't shed their skin so easily. So. Yeah, it's sort of... I think it's implied that she's a serpent. They don't, like, come out and say it, but... Yeah. And this so. is the dark the dark secrets that supposed, supposedly uh, Hal is using against her somehow. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't... Yeah. Anyway. We'll get more of that later, I'm sure. Um, so... Then we see Betty and Jughead at Pops. They are, I guess they're after the party. Jughead has, like, a black eye. Or at least, like, blood on his face. Um, and they make up, like, after their fight. Which is good. Um, and Jughead just, he's like, I'm just not used to people doing nice things for me. Which, like, this is where I'm frustrated a little bit. Because I feel like he's not, like, he doesn't need to apologize for, like, being annoyed about the party. I feel like he should, like, hold his ground a little bit. But. Y- yes. But I, I mean, think he at said this point, like, he sees things. Betty is really struggling. And it's not just her, like, trying to feel good about herself. Like, she's actually really struggling. Yeah. And also, I do think it makes sense what he said is, like, when people do nice things for him, he doesn't respond well because then he gets worried that they're going to leave yeah. him because that's like the experience he has with his family like he can't yeah. rely on people being nice to him so it does make sense and then betty also apologizes and she thinks she says that she thinks something is wrong with her um and very, she talks about like yeah and she talks about like this darkness inside of her which i feel like that's like a quote that like is used a lot more in as we progress um mm-hmm. but she talks like there's this darkness that's really bad inside of her and she shows jughead the scars on her hand from her nails which is concerning yeah so yeah and now that she knows all of his secrets or he knows all of her secrets so oh. i guess she didn't take her her mom's Advice. I mean, I think it's good. It's good that she showed him her hands. So hopefully he'll try to help, help her. her get help. And also yeah. it shows that they're like more similar. Like they're both like 
have darkness inside of them. Mm. They're like, they're struggling but in their own But you would ways. also think her, like, your hands are something that it's kind of hard to keep hidden. So you'd think yeah. that he would have seen that before and been like, well, what is that? Or her mom or anyone. Yeah, that's actually true. Anyway. But anyways, Archie and Veronica are at Archie's house and they're talking and Archie's like, oh my god, how am I ever going to face anyone again? And Veronica's like, oh, don't worry, they'll forget about it. They'll just remember me accusing Cheryl of <laughs> twin zest. Which I don't know if that's true, but okay. And then he tells Veronica about how he drunk dialed his dad and told him not to sign the divorce papers but then he starts saying like he doesn't really care about about if they get divorced or not that much I was a little confused by that but he was just being stupid it didn't make any sense to me what he was saying Yeah. but then Veronica starts saying like she doesn't want her mom to be guilty. She had suggested before that her dad could be bluffing and her mom could not be involved, but she definitely seems very concerned that her mom is vo- is involved. Um, They're bonding. They're bonding like more over their like parental issues. Yeah, which and I think he's like one... everyone could bond over that because like everyone has parent issues in the show. There's not yeah. like a single set of good parents, except mm-hmm. maybe like Sheriff Keller. Hmm. But Maybe. They'll, um, they'll come later. But I guess earlier we had found out that the divorce happened because Archie's mom had wanted to leave Riverdale and Archie's dad wanted to stay and Archie chose to stay with his dad. But then he was wondering what would have happened if he had left. And then Veronica says then they would have never have met, which would have been a tragedy of epic proportions. Yeah. A and then Archie kisses her. And then he, she kisses him back. But Veronica, I feel like, at first is, like, very surprised. And I'm like, you've literally been, like, flirting with him for, like, the last... Yeah, you've been flirting with him like, so much. Like, two months or however long she's been there. Like, it's yeah. not, like, that much of a surprise that that would happen. But, anyway. Um, so then we see them the next morning. Veronica wakes up in Archie's bed. But Archie's sleeping on Jughead's, like, futon like on the ground um and so he's still asleep she like kisses him and then walks down like the stairs and the house is like trashed completely and she sees Jughead like sitting on the chair just like drinking coffee (laughs) and she's like oh hi Jughead which is a little it's kind of awkward but then they they're like kind of give each other a knowing look and they're they bond a little. Jughead's yeah, like, my nice. lips are sealed. I was like, oh, this is such a sweet moment. And also, I feel like Veronica, like, has, like, a genuine laugh. Like, it's, like, a nice, like, it's a nice yeah. moment. And, like, Veronica's, like, a little bit, like, out of her shell. Like, I don't know. It's, like, catches her off guard a little bit. So you, mm-hmm. like, see, the, like, the true Veronica. So it was a nice moment between them. And then Veronica goes home, and she asks Smithers if her father is a good man, and he says that he doesn't want to answer that. So clearly... <laughs> kind of awkward. <laughs> clearly not. Um, yeah. But then he asks about... She asks about her mother, and he says yes, like, she's unequivocally good. Uh, and then Which, Veronica... Which, like, we've already seen her, like, carrying out Hiram's work. 
like literally like paying the serpents. Yeah, Smothers like, just it, seems very loyal to Hermione. It doesn't um, like it to me. It doesn't seem like she's a very lo- or a very good person. But, but Veronica I mean, even is relieved, like, and she shows up to the meeting with the lawyer and Hermione, and she she's like, "Oh, sorry, I'm late, and thanks for being okay with me sleeping over at Betty's house last night." Mm. Um, but she says that she's ready to go on the record and say good things about her parents. Okay. So here's what I'm confused about. If Smithers, like, promises her that Hermione is good, then why would she want to testify? Because isn't she only testifying to protect her mom because her mom did something bad? Uh, like, wouldn't he, she be able to put it together? Or wouldn't she, like, make the assumption that Hiram is just bluffing and that she doesn't actually need to testify on this? But behalf? I think that her Hiram could still, even if Hermione wasn't actually involved in anything bad he could make it seem like she was involved in something bad he could make their lives miserable like and also i got the sense from his threat that he also could be threatening some sort of violence yeah so you never really know relationship yeah you never really know it with him so yeah just doing the I safe mean, option. I wanted I wanted Veronica to testify against him, but yeah. it's not gonna happen. We could have gotten such like a good courtroom scene, I feel like. Like yeah. a big little eyes, like season two type courtroom scene. But scene. we'll get a lot from the Veronica and Hiram relationship. Oh yeah, that's far from over. Season oh two is coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then we see Archie at home, he's cleaning up the house. Um, with, like, a mop. He's, like, sweaty. I guess he's been cleaning, like, all day. And he gets a call from Fred, but he does not pick up. And then Jughead is also there. He Jughead asks about Veronica, but he says that um, he won't tell anyone about them. So he's, like, a very loyal friend to And Archie. then Alice wakes up Betty and she brings her some tea and some aspirin. So, I mean, we didn't see Betty drinking at all. Yeah, I was like expecting Betty to be like, oh, I wasn't drinking or anything. But I guess she was she, like literally cleaning things up after other people. I don't know. But I guess she was. And Alice is just okay with her daughter being hungover. Or maybe she's which trying is just, to like be nice. Just does not mm. make a lot of sense because. Character development. (laughs) Like, a couple episodes ago, like, she would have been so mad. Like, what about college? And I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, But then she talks about how she saw the FP was there. And Joaquin. And Betty's like, oh, that's just Kevin's boyfriend. And then Alice is like a south side serpent dating the sheriff's son. So... Yeah, she's, like, literally the only one that's put it together. <laughs> she's on to something. Yeah, which, usually I feel like her theories are bad, but for once, yeah, she's actually... Yeah, that one's not so crazy. I know. I mean, I feel like that was, it's like, a little bit obvious. You would, like, maybe think twice about it. But, um, but no one else seems to think about that. Um, so then we see Veronica coming to see Betty at school and she's giving her a scone and some coffee 
And Betty, like, says some line, like, the last time you gave me baked goods, it was because you kissed Archie. And I thought, like, we were going <laughs> to actually get an explanation from that, but we didn't. It was just Veronica. Veronica just sort of brushes that off and tells Betty that she testified for on behalf of, like, Hiram. And she also says that she thinks Hiram might be connected to Jason Blossom. And she like kind of lays out well she says that I think her mom was the one that like hired the serpents to destroy like the equipment no she said that was her dad or or yeah her dad I mean and so she's like she thinks that her dad is capable of also killing the blossom or Jason and And, well she says that she thinks he could have hired FP to do that yeah so she says she wants to help because she wants to get to the bottom of this. She wants to know the truth. And Betty's, like, very happy to have her on the team. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like it's surprising that she hasn't already decided she wants to be involved in this. Because I feel like she just, like, would naturally want to like be But it's, like, Betty and Jughead's this. thing. You yeah. Know? But now it's, like, personal for her mind. Or for Veronica. Mm-hmm. So even though she is testifying for her parents on behalf of her father um she's still she's just doing that so her mother doesn't get hurt i guess yeah clearly she has no affinity to Hiram. but then she goes home and there's a package from her father and it's pearls so she's in his good graces i guess well and it's also it's like a replacement for the pearls that she well the pearls does he episode. know? How would he have oh, known Oh, no, that? I don't think he knows that. But, but that's like just what he symbolism. sends. I mean, that's what he sends to her when he did something bad and he's trying oh, to yeah. make up for it. Well, but, she needs some new pearls, so it's good. Good timing. Yeah. And then we see Archie on the couch with Vegas. And oh. then Fred and his mom walk in the door together. And then the episode ends. Oh, my God. What is his mom's name? I just... Because it's Molly Ringwald, so I just think of her as Molly Ringwald, but I... I don't know. I don't know her name. I honestly have no idea. I always... Like, all of the name, All of the... um, I can never remember Hal's name and Clifford's name. Oh, really? Whenever I'm, like, writing my notes, I always forget their names. Um, Um, I don't know why. What is... Okay, what is her name? Mary. Oh. Mary Andrews. But I think they just don't use her name that much. Maybe they say Mrs. Andrews sometimes. Or and Archie just calls her mom. Because, I mean, most of, them, most of the kids don't end up talking to her very much. It's, like, mostly just Archie. And I guess she's not involved with the other parents as much. Yeah. So. So she's not talking to adults very much. Like, really, the only interaction... I feel like the main interactions that she has with people is, like, with Archie. Mm-hmm. So, um, after I feel like talking about this episode, I feel like I agree with what we said at the beginning. Like, there's, like, some, like, really iconic moments, especially with, like, Cheryl, um, that I feel like are really good. But, like, as a whole, it's, like, fun. And as always, there's just, like, moments that just don't make any sense at all. And that whole, like, when I was trying to explain that whole party scene, it was, like, there's just too much in there. There's a lot going on. There's just too much going on. I feel like they tried to tie Too in crazy. a lot of plot lines into this one party. Yeah. And it's also sad that the adults aren't there, because I feel like the adults usually make the party Oh, better. maybe that's partly what was missing. 
Yeah. Cause I it's feel not like, like the adults are any more mature, but they... They, they make it interesting. Yeah. And they have their own, like, fighting, infighting going on. I feel like... Because we've talked about this before, but, like, they're usually, like, the party scenes. There's, like, a big party or some sort of event that, like, gathers everyone. And all, like, the plot lines sort of intersect somehow. But this one was different because there was, like, the only adult there was FP. Where it's usually, like, the kids and the adults are sort of mm-hmm. all together. But we and haven't again, kind of had one of those in a while. Yeah. That's true. Um, but again, Riverdale is a teen drama but this episode feels like too much like a teen drama yeah it doesn't it's not like as distinct of of like a show from some other teen drama um well that's all we have for this episode i feel like this was there was a lot in here um a new romance between archie and veronica has been born we'll see where that one goes (laughs) um Anyway, uh, we will hopefully be back on Sunday for our episode finally about Space Force. We'll see. I'm not going to fully promise. You can promise. Um, I'm promising. And you can find us on social media at Pops and Pop Culture on or Pops Pop Culture on Instagram and Twitter, and send us an email at Pops and Pop Culture at gmail.com. Um, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify. Um, I think that's it. Bon nuit. Bon nuit.